Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771-800-410-4771-800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. You guys, it's Rick Tittle. Happy hump day to you. What's going on? Rick Tittle with you. Are there still hump days? What day is it? We don't know anymore. Are we ever getting back to normal? Maybe. Could be. I don't know. I guess we can eat indoors again, but we've done that already at least two times, and that lasted, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks, and they're like, ah, never mind. We got to go back. (laughs) I mean, they're saying, oh, now the infection rate is less than 3%. Well, at the beginning of this month, um, or I should say the beginning of February, uh, it was like 8% and climbing, and they go, oh, now it's under 3. So I guess we'll just open up and it'll all go haywire again? I don't But if you have a vaccine out there uh, and it's going to go bad, give me a call. Come down, you can stick it right into my sweet booty. I'm Rick Tittle, and we're talking sports. Uh, Sports Byline USA is the network. However you're receiving us, there's different ways to catch us, and we're more than happy to bring the programming to you. We'll split that inventory with you. I talk about every sport. <clears throat> I don't know about every sport, but I'll talk about it. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to dial in, and we'll pay for that call. 1-800-878-7529 to get in and get heard, girl. Also, um, if you want to write me an email, it's rick at sportsbyline.com. We stream through sportsbyline.com, and my voice will go like that for the whole show. Go there, click listen live. Um, Twitter, at Rick Tittle. It's T's. Facebook, Tittling Sports with Rick Tittle. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. Someone wrote to me and complained that iTunes hadn't put a new update of my show in like three weeks uh sorry about that we're not paying itunes a dime to podcast this show and i think (laughs) so uh i don't think you're paying it so don't look there best thing to do is just tune in live big shout out to our troops listening both home and abroad on american forces radio network as proud of you keep up the good work stay safe come soon and you come on back Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Superstart batteries. With the power and capacity your vehicle demands, Superstart batteries are designed for lasting performance and consistent starts. Turn the key with confidence with Superstart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. What's in store this week at your local Staples? Big deals on paper that are kind of a big deal. That's because Staples has just reduced their everyday prices on true red paper. And so right now, a ream of Staples true red copy paper is only $3.99 every single day. Just $3.99 for a ream of true red copy paper makes every day a great day to save at Staples. Shop in store or pick up curbside and save big with everyday low prices on paper at Staples. Limit three. Curbside available at most stores. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Oh, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. And as I mentioned, uh, feel free to chime in as you see fit to talk about sports, 1-800-878-PLAY. We had yet another college coach say something dumb and have to apologize for it. Now, remember, we are in a very precarious time. Um, It's too much to just say cancel culture. 
um, because what we do is we try to put everybody into a box. We try to put everybody, put a label on someone. You know, if you say something even slightly conservative, then you're a Nazi racist Trump supporter. If you say something just slightly liberal, then you're a friggin' pinko, communist, police hater. You know, we've never been less tolerant and more stupid as Americans when it comes to that. And, and currency, you know, is, uh, is outrage. Outrage is currency. So <clears throat> anytime we can find an old clip, let's find an old clip of Sean Connery saying it's okay to slap women. Of course it's not, but why would you show that? Because you're going to get people outraged. And that's all you're looking for now in the clickbait media. <clears throat> and so it's a thing now with like Dr. Seuss. Did Dr. Seuss draw Chinese people with slants for eyes? Yes, he did. Um, so they're getting rid of that. And look, I'm not here to judge people if they want to get rid of whatever they want to get rid of. The one that made me laugh was there was somebody saying, uh, if you really want to look at racism, look what Dr. Seuss did in World War II. And he had made these uh, propaganda pictures about getting war bonds and supporting the cause. And he did like a very affected drawing of Hitler and then a very, what you would say is racist picture of Tojo with the buck teeth and the, the slanty eyes. And he goes, look how racist he is. And then I looked to see the kid that wrote that was 20 years old. And I laughed at that one because that was the whole era uh, in World War II. And every, it was, uh, the propaganda was all racist. Doesn't make it right, but you have to understand the time that you're in. You can't take World War II and put it in 2021 with the same sensibilities. As I said, I'm not judging it on being right or wrong. I'm just saying you have to not be a complete idiot, complete child, ignorant when it, when it comes to that type of thing. <clears throat> um, the thing I found fascinating when I studied propaganda in World War II was the way the Japanese depicted America and they always, when they would draw us, I say as Americans, they would draw us with wooden shoes and windmills, which, of course, we associate with Holland. But to them, that was just, that's all white people. That's all Westerners. That's what they do. So, but, I mean, that, that's where racism comes from. We, you take one little thing and you go, that's all of them, right? I mean, it works, it works both ways. But it's just interesting. I was—I just remember I was fascinated by that. They think we wear wooden shoes and have windmills. But that was one thing that they looked at and they go, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous, which is what everybody else outside of Holland thinks too. <laughs> Even if you cross into Luxembourg and Belgium and Germany and hop over the channel to England, we all laugh at the wooden shoes. It's, it's out of a part of deference. But anyway, <clears throat> sometimes... A guy will say something like, you know, to me when McNair said the inmates are running the asylum and they go, oh, we're, we're inmates because we're black. Now, that to me uh, wasn't racist. That's a saying that's old as the hills. And that to me has nothing to do with the color of the inmate. But you got to understand in today's world when an owner says it. Remember, you can't even say the word owner in the NBA. I wonder how long until the golf tournament Masters is allowed to call itself that. Masters. Yeah, they're governors now, not owners. But McNair had to apologize. No, 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 I didn't mean that the black people are inmates. 
So <clears throat> that to me is an honest mistake. But as I said, in today's world, there's no such thing as an honest mistake. It's also an honest mistake when Grant Napier, who was completely out of touch, was asked by uh, DeMarcus Cousins, what do you think of Black Lives Matter? And he said, well, I think all lives matter. Up, oh, racist, you're fired. Wait, what happened? Well, of course all lives matter. He just didn't realize that saying that disparages black people, disparages the movement, is pro-police brutality. And you'd say, how could that possibly be pro-police brutality? It just is. It's hard sometimes to read the room. And this is why we need to talk, and especially with old people. And sometimes I'm old, and sometimes I don't get it. And I'd hate to get canceled because I said something with the best of intentions, and I was wrong. It can happen. It could happen to me. It could happen to you. You could say, wait, I thought it was okay to say that. No, it's not. Remember, in the, in the 40s, it was horrifyingly racist to say black. And uh, they said Negro because they were so scared of saying black. And that completely flipped. Now you say Negro. That's the most racist. Well, not the most. But that's, it's terribly racist to say Negro. And now black, black is beautiful, black lives matter. Of course, black has been embraced. It's just a matter of knowing the time. Oriental means Eastern, like Occidental means Western, but you can't say Orient. You know, it's like saying Jap. It's short for Japanese, but Jap is racist. You have to just be aware of um, what's acceptable and what's not in the time and know what time you're in. Is it World War II? Not. It's now. Now, I preface with this long preface to talk about Greg McDermott. He's the head men's basketball coach at Creighton University. And he apologized last night for a comment he made on Saturday. It was a 77-69 road loss to Xavier. And he had a post-game address where he said, quote, guys, we have got to stick together. We need both feet in. I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. End quote. McDermott said he immediately recognized his egregious mistake and said, quote, I have never used that analogy, and it is not indicative of who I am as a person or as a coach. I am deeply sorry. I have apologized to our student-athletes and to our staff, as well as to the president, Hendrickson, and director of athletics, Bruce Rasmussen. So Creighton offered up a statement condemning the language as deplorable. It added that any disciplinary action taken against McDermott will remain confidential. Creighton says, while an apology is a start, and while we believe this was out of character for Coach McDermott, in no way does it diminish the fact that his remark was hurtful to many and absolutely has no place in the Creighton community. We have offered our full and unconditional support to those affected by his words. Uh, Creighton assistant coach Tarrant Rencher, who's also a member of Coaches for Action, issued a statement on the subject. Uh, he has been with uh, Creighton for three years, and uh, he says, I'm an assistant coach at Creighton. My job is to help our players maximize their abilities as players. Part of our growth is dealing with the horrible and uncomfortable truths about racism in the world. He goes on and on and on, but basically kind of coaching, getting Coach McDermott's back. Um, 
I've never heard that saying before, stay on the plantation. Uh, we, I have heard, um, it's a military term, about leaving the reservation, meaning that you've gone crazy. He said, he, uh, he's off the reservation now. I'm sure that's um, obviously not, a, not apropos because that's very offensive to Native Americans. I've never heard the plantation one, but uh, you, you could tell me in high school, and I would know that plan, in 1981, I would know that saying plantation would be super inappropriate. So, as I said, everything is not a blanket statement. Not everyone is a Nazi. Not everyone is a communist cop hater. But this is a case where this was just pure stupidity. Plantation? Yikes. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byland. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. 
And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. By the way, we have coming up actress Angela DiMarco, and hopefully Bill Oberst Jr. to talk about their new film, The Parish, with a scary nun. That's redundant. Just kidding. Sorry, Sister Carmel. You might remember when the All-Star Game format changed to two captains who would pick guys. It's a bit of a draft, right? And when the first year they did that, LeBron and Steph were the captains and they were going to pick. And LeBron had the first pick and who did he pick? He picked Durant. It's like, oh, damn, he's playing with LeBron. Well, this time Durant is the other captain with LeBron. And Durant has never done a draft. This will be LeBron's fourth time. And LeBron has the number one overall pick. And I'm telling you right now, for the basketball world, you have to pick Steph Curry. Now you might say, why? (laughs) Because are you ready for your mind to be blown? LeBron James and Steph Curry have never been on the same basketball team ever in any way ever they never played for team usa at the same time they never played on the same all-star game curry was in the west and then when they switched formats they've never been picked on the same teams so unless you're talking about a pickup game or a scrimmage listen they've never worn the same uniform And it is time to rectify that egregious injustice. The basketball world deserves to see LeBron and Steph on the same team just one time. I mean, we saw Mickey Mantle and Ted Williams on the same team every year at the All-Star Game. Can't we see Steph and LeBron one time? I'm sure somehow that'll get rid. But (laughs) uh, if you look through this draft, and you have to go to the starters pool, the ones that were voted in. So let's say LeBron takes him one. Who is Durant going to pick two? It's automatic. Kyrie. Could you imagine the personal insult that Kyrie would feel? Let's say Durant picked Doncic. 
could you imagine Kyrie? He would smile and laugh and say, big deal, who cares? This game doesn't count. And then the whole flight back to Brooklyn. I can't believe you didn't pick me. Are you sick of me? You don't want to see my face? I'm telling you, Kyrie is an amazing player. He's really good. He's a Hall of Fame talent. I don't know if he's going to get to the Hall of Fame, but he's on his way. And I just think you don't mess with that chemistry when you have a championship you're trying to win. Plus the fact, knowing Durant as we do as kind of a homebody, he probably wants a guy that he knows. So Kyrie will be the second overall pick. That means <clears throat> it's a it's a mouthwatering choice for LeBron at three. It would either be Doncic, Kawhi, or the Greek Freak. Now, if you're building a team, you go Greek Freak right here. You already have your guard, and you already have a guy who can play the three or the four, mostly the three. But, I mean, what if he says, I'm, well, I want to win this game, and I'm going to park Jokic in the paint. That's my pick. But he's not. He wants to wheel and deal, and I think LeBron picks Luka Doncic. That's what he wants. Remember, LeBron revealed that he wanted Nike to have the Team LeBron brand. Speaking of that, um, Zion Williamson today revealed his first Jordan brand sneaker. Isn't that funny? I thought it was Nike. It is, but it's also Jordan brand. What? Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, but when LeBron wanted to have that team LeBron, he wanted Doncic as his first signee. Doncic has been very open about how LeBron was his favorite player his whole life, basically. Uh, so I think he would go Doncic. Then it goes back to Durant at four. Isn't this fun? Why not? It's fun. It goes back to Durant at four. And... The All-Star Game MVP last year, um, and the was just Kawhi Leonard, or the back-to-back -back NBA MVP with Antetokounmpo, and I think he goes with Kawhi, just to be like, we're cool, man. Then LeBron picks Giannis. I'm really starting to like this LeBron team. Six. Then to counter that. Durant picks Jokic, and then LeBron picks Embiid, and then finally Durant gets another scorer in Beal. And Durant, by the way, gets the last two picks, so then Durant would get Tatum. So that's a pretty amazing team for Team LeBron himself, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, and then... Uh, Joel Embiid. That's not too shabby. Now, round two. This is where it gets a little crazy. Team Durant gets to pick first. And he picks his other teammate with the Nets and his former OKC teammate, James Harden. So there you go, Brooklyn. All three of your guys are on the same team. LeBron comes back. What do we do when Steph's not playing? We need a point guard. There's Chris Paul, but then there's also Zion. I think even though he needs Chris Paul, needs in quotes, I think he can't resist picking Zion. 
and being teammates with him. So now LeBron gets Zion. So <laughs> I think this is where Durant gets Chris Paul. So Team LeBron takes Dame Lillard. They're getting all the scoring. And so Durant goes with Ben Simmons. And then Team LeBron goes with, let's say, Paul George. Durant then has a chance for some of the youngsters. And he'll say, hmm, who do I want between Levine and Booker and Mitchell? He doesn't go any for those. He goes, Rudy Gobert, park your ass in the paint, baby. And so then I think LeBron goes Devin Booker, who uh, LeBron called him the most disrespected player in the NBA. So you know he's got a, a fondness for him right there. Back with Team Durant. Donovan Mitchell, LeBron gets Zach Levine. And then we get down to the end. Who will be the last pick? We're not there yet, but I would say Durant goes Jalen Brown. And just to take the other side of the East River, LeBron goes Julius Randle. Durant goes DeMontis Sabonis. And... Then the very last pick, Nikola Vucevic, ends up with Team LeBron. And <clears throat> I think if you think about the last guy picked in the All-Star game, is that something bad? Remember, when the NHL had this, and this was like eight years ago, they had a draft and they said, whoever gets picked last gets a free car. That was a real thing, and it was Logan Couture of the Sharks because he was a rookie, and he was the very last pick. And I thought, can you make me the last pick on the stupid All-Star game? I'm still on the team. That's not too bad. Um, so uh, I think, uh, you know, if you look at these final rosters, I'm more excited about it now. <laughs> if you, If Steph Curry and LeBron aren't on the same team, I didn't know I cared this much, honestly, until I started looking at this. But if they're on separate teams again, come on. But if you're telling me you've got Curry, Doncic, and and Teto Cuompo with James, and then you look on the other side, and it's like, well, it's KD and Kyrie and Harden and Tatum and Beal, <laughs> snoozer. We have Kawhi, Snoozer. Do you have anybody exciting like Booker? No, LeBron has him. How about Damian Lillard? No, LeBron has him. Do you have anybody exciting? Well, Mitchell and Levine kind of. No. Oh, wait, you have Zion? No, LeBron has him. LeBron can basically draft everyone exciting. Now you could say, well, Durant could too. I know, but Durant won't because two of his picks has to be the other Nets. All right. <laughs> Rick Tittle overanalyzing this. We'll take a quick break. Come on back.
attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Quite happy now to be joined by uh, two stars of the new film, The Parish, which is coming out on the 16th of this month. 
video on demand and DVD from Uncorked Entertainment, and that is the horror icon Bill Oberst Jr. and the lovely and talented actress Angela DeMarco. Ladies first, Angela, how did you get involved with the uh, the project, and how hard is it releasing a movie in these these COVID times? Oh my goodness gracious! Where do I start? Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you for having me, and I love that uh, that little spaceballs uh, shout out there. Love it. I loved it. Um, but uh, in the beginning intro, sure. uh, so I'm involved. I'm I'm the executive producer, so I kind of have to be involved. And it's something that way back, a friend of mine, Todd Downing, who wrote this script, had a bunch of us over and we all gathered and read this script years ago. And I took him aside and I said, I'm going to produce this film someday. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, a lot of us say that. And then flash forward, uh, my husband, David S. Hogan, who also directed, uh, we approached Todd and said, hey, we, we would love to produce the film. We'd love to do some tweaks. And uh, we shifted some stuff around. We worked on my character a little bit, made her a little bit stronger, gave her a little bit more of a a story. We made the daughter a little bit older and we made the father Felix role a little bit larger. And that's when Dave and I knew we wanted to approach Bill. So for me, I got involved because I I love producing work. I don't like waiting around for those kind of roles to fall into my lap. And I love telling a horror story it has something else, too, that has story, and this one has story not only about a slow-burn exorcism, but also about dealing with grief, dealing with the loss of a loved one. So I was in from the start. Very interesting. And uh, Bill Oberst, Jr., as I mentioned, with, uh, is with us. And Bill, a lot of people might not know about you with all your movies and television performances is that you are a trained stage actor, and in fact, I think about some of the roles you have played from Mark Twain to JFK to Jesus himself. Um, How do you go? Those are three completely different things, theater, TV, and film. Is there one that suits you more than the other? Um, Well, yes. Actually, the truth is uh, theater is my first love, and that's because you get the immediate response, but that's kind of hoggy, you know? The part of that actor. You get a response in film and TV, too. It just comes a little later. But in all three of them, what Jimmy Cagney said was right. When somebody asked Cagney, how do you do this? He said, find your mark, stand on it, and tell the truth. And the only thing I'd add to that is make sure you're in your light. (laughs) I like that. It's short and sweet. Um, Angela, for you, when you, as you say, you and your husband, when you start up these production companies and, and you're very focused on the importance of women in film, how far have we come in the last decade? And we certainly talk about it. The, they talk about it even at the Academy Awards, especially with, um, you know, people of other ethnic heritage, uh, as well. But where, where are we with women in film? Are, are you still sort of used up when you're 40, that old bad saying? Uh, okay. Well, here's the thing. I've been doing this for like 35 plus years. And like Bill, I, I also, uh, uh, love to tread the board. So theater is my first love. That's where I started. And I, I was doing film and TV at a really young age, but I didn't get bigger opportunities or, um, really a lot of my experience until my twenties. So when I moved to LA, then, you know, this is, we're talking the 90s. So I'm glad at that age I was living there and, and had to battle the beast 
uh, of, of sexism in the industry, but also just what kind of roles I was being offered versus, you know, all my guy friends getting these really amazing roles. And I was like, I, I can do that too. <laughs> so I think, yes, we've come a long way. However, I think we have a long way to go. So even then in the 90s, I was producing my own work then, but that was taboo. That was like, oh, how cute. Now I feel that artists, all artists, but those of us who identify female, who are trying to say, hey, we can produce, we can direct, we can write, and we can actually be the lead and let the guys be the supporting. It's now being embraced and lifted up and and garnering awards, which is nice. Um, But I still think we have a long, long, long way to go. But why we started Mighty Tripod Productions was for both of us wanted to be able to produce work that not only gave us roles that maybe other people weren't offering us, because now my husband and I are back in Seattle, uh, which is where we met, where our family lives. It's a much smaller market, but I like being able to live where my family is and where we all can uh, lift each other up, support each other. You mentioned the pandemic. This has also been a no-brainer for us to, to stay here, to stay with our family but still be able to produce work. And if we want to audition for things outside outside of state, we can. So I think getting this movie out there, going back to your first initial, initial question, this was a big deal for me uh, when we were looking for distribution or even with interviews. A lot of people are surprised I'm the EP. A lot of people are surprised uh, it's my company. So I think it's one of those you got to do the, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I love showing by example for other women, like, look, I'm doing this. You can do it, too. And as for the pandemic, I already told Bill this. It did mean we missed our theatrical, you know, release of the film. But it didn't make sense to have it in theaters last year when no one could go see it. So, you know, uncorked, when we finally got that deal with them, they've been a blessing. And they've set us up with so many great folks like you for getting the word out there. So I'm excited. The DVD sales are crazy. The pre-order is crazy. The fact it's going to be out in stores is, it's just an amazing thing to see your film on the shelf or go pop over to Amazon and go, Oh, that's ours. So yeah, I'd say we have a long way to go, but it's worth it. Very cool. We're speaking with Angela DeMarco and Bill Obers Jr. The new film, The Parish, which almost has a double entendre. This is Parish with an A. It's uh, 316 is the release here, VOD and DVD. Bill, let's talk about the plot a little bit. A widow haunted by the gruesome death of her husband uproots her daughter and moves them to a peaceful rural town. And uh, they have anything but peace once they arrive, right? Yeah, that's right. They do. Uh, it's a film, as Angela said, about grief and about loss. Uh, secondarily, it's a slow burn exorcism film. But to me, it's really about how the gnaw in your gut and the loss and the emptiness of having someone in your life who's suddenly not there, how that can grow until it can become almost uh, an evil force. It can, it can be very, very heavy. You have to reckon with it. Um, and if you throw in a little bit of supernatural in the mix, too, then you get the parish. And Angela, when you make a film like this and it's kind of your baby, um, you know, you don't have to go through a long line of uh, producers to make decisions and such things. So when you finally get the, the edit, I guess you have to just say, look, we did the best job we can. You can't be labor over the scene you left in or the scene that you cut, right? 
Well, you could, but, <laughs> but we, we, you know, you could. Uh, but this was something that we really took our time. It is a low budget, independent film. Uh, we have a lot of artists on cast and crew that my husband, David, and I have worked with for many, many years. By having Bill on board and on set was incredible. Uh, so for filming, including the pickup days, you know, you're looking at 17 days total of, of what we were doing on location and what we were doing in the green screen studio. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it was it was so challenging for both of us, but we wanted to put the time and effort. And our editor, who is a dear friend of ours, Tony Tibbetts, he just kept doing great things, like great little magical, I don't want to do any spoilers, but for people who have seen the film, uh, screener-wise, or who are going to see the film soon, he has a, a lot of nice little nuggets in there that you wouldn't know unless you're really looking closely, especially with Sanaya. If you if you follow Sanaya's character, he has a lot of little, almost like Where's Waldo, uh, creepy moments. So all of those started exciting me, so we spent like another three months adding in little hidden supernatural um, images or uh, glitches on purpose. And then um, our special effects, uh, Ian, oh my goodness, he what he did with the, the major climax between Father Felix and Sister Beatrice and my character and my character's daughter, Audrey and Liz, is unbelievable what he did in that church. Bill could tell you. I mean, we had Bill on a, on a, on a dolly and we had a leaf blower and Sorry, everyone listening, but these are just the true facts of independent film, the things you got to, you know, use to make a scene look legitimate. And then you throw that score on there. Catherine Joy, unreal. So we took our time in post and this pandemic gave us the time once the film was edited and completed to really pick and choose which deal we wanted to go with. We were fortunate that we got a lot of distribution offers. But unfortunately, a lot of them weren't good. You know, when you get the fine print, you have your lawyer look over them. It gave us that time to go, oh, wait, let's not just jump on this. Whereas I'm not sure that would have been the case had this been just the normal last year. I think, you know, you get so excited. Somebody says, hey, we'll give you this. And you're like, oh, my God, thank you. So uncorked. <laughs> um, yeah, they kind of swept the floor of everybody else. And, and they haven't let us down. So I'm glad we waited. But, yeah. We, we definitely went back and forth for quite a while there with the edit, and I'm really happy with, with where it is. Very cool. Now, I know sometimes as indie films, craft services is a, a box of bagels. Last question, Bill. I always like to ask this to actors who have such a prolific list of projects. Like, you can always remember 2011 as the year you made 11 movies. So are you ever home at night flipping through channels and you see yourself and have no recollection of ever even being in that movie? Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I've only done 200 films, Rick, so I, I talked to Jamie Lee Curtis about this. I did a guest shot on Screen Queens, and she was directing, and I asked her this same question, and before I even finished, she said, oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we want to remind everyone to check out The Parish on March 16th, video on demand and DVD. We've been speaking with horror icon Bill Oberst, Jr., who is in it. And as I said, Angela DeMarco, highly talented. She can do it all. Congratulations, you two. And uh, let's catch up on your next one. Thank you, Rick. God bless you. Thank you. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Platinum.
We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Tatel is going to go to the air. He's back to pass. He throws deep to the end zone. Batted up in the air. Intercepted by Dan Connors. It was a deflection hit into the air by Willie Brown. And Connors came down with a pass. And the Raiders stopped the Chargers without six, without even three on that drive. about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. I knew, right? Uh, two more hours to go. We're going to have the author of 
pinup mystery of 1950. We're also going to have the director of Gustav Stickley, American Craftsman, and we'll also have the author of Fans. Ceiling fans, box fans, handheld fans, <clears throat> all that stuff. Paper fans. Oh, is it Fanatic? Um, I talk every once in a while about Jimmy Shapiro, my man who helps me out with Army-Navy, but he also sends almost every day. He's into, Jimmy's, you know, one of those guys, like, you know those guys that just know about betting, you know? Like, I bring up my former colleague, Joe Fordenbaugh. He was always about betting, Scott Farrell, you know, Lay, you know, Tony Bruno. Those guys just, they, they live it, right? I, I've never cared about betting on sports. Never. Unless it's betus.com. By the way, all my, the notes of the show I made today, literally, are on the back of my Tottenham to win the Premier League, bet $50 to win 3000 So that tells you what I think of those chances. <laughs> but uh, I just looked to see what his odds are today, and they were <clears throat> odds on MLB teams making the playoffs. And for the A's, making the playoffs, if you bet no, those are even odds. I, I could never bet on anything where I win my bet back. That, to me, is like playing blackjack, which, to me, is just the most monumental waste of time. Poker, I think, is intriguing. Blackjack is so stupid. Well, if you get a blackjack, you get your money and a half. I need big winnings. Roulette. Kino. Those are sucker games. Now, blackjack. Man, what a snoozer. I'm Rick Tittle. More snoozing on the other side. Come on back. Radio News with Lance Pry. With COVID-19 infections, hospitalizations, and deaths rapidly in decline, the state of Texas will lead the nation in ending the mask mandate and will no longer limit the number of people in any business. Texas businesses may still choose to require patrons to wear masks, but the decision will be at the individual business level. The new rules kick in March 10th. A crash just east of El Centro, California, involving suspected human smugglers and 25 illegal immigrants jammed into a single SUV, left over a dozen dead Tuesday. The overloaded SUV drove into the path of a semi-rig hauling two trailers of gravel. Customs and Border Protection said the crash happened eight miles north of a hole that was cut in the border fence near Calexico, California. The fence that was cut was older and did not involve Trump wall construction. Major League Baseball spring training continues today with 14 games scheduled. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. 
I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. President Biden is taking advantage of President Trump's Operation Warp Speed vaccine development. And the American people are the beneficiary. We're now on track to have enough vaccine supply for every adult in America by the end of May. President Biden making that announcement at the White House on Tuesday as he's cheering plans for Merck to help manufacture Johnson & Johnson's new coronavirus vaccine. Biden also pushing for states to prioritize teachers as essential workers for vaccinations over the most vulnerable. Let's treat in-person learning like an essential service that it is. And that means getting essential workers to provide that service, educators, school staff, child care workers, get them vaccinated immediately. They're essential workers. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Operation Warp Speed was initiated by the U.S. government to facilitate and accelerate the development, manufacturing, and distribution of COVID-19 vaccines and therapeutics. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time. Comedies, drama, suspense, it's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. Triple-A baseball has hit a snag trying to open the season. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau has more. While Major League Baseball appears to be on track to start the season as scheduled in early April, their top minor league clubs will have to wait to play ball. ESPN's reporting that opening day for Triple-A clubs will be pushed back to the first week of May, which is when the other levels of minor league ball were scheduled to start. The delay gives the Major League clubs a chance to operate an alternative site as they did in the shortened 2020 season to give players most likely to be called up due to virus cases a place to train. Triple-A is the highest level of play in minor league baseball in the United States and Mexico. Before 2008, it was also played in Canada. NASCAR returns to Las Vegas this weekend. Last week's winner, William Byron, was asked by Motor Racing Network, what does he like about the Las Vegas Motor Speedway? Yeah, I mean, Vegas has become really fun. Uh, it's become a really good track for uh, for us, and I feel like it's just a, it's a challenge. I mean, you, you've got to get around there uh, well, and you've got to have a car that can, can be dynamic and, and change lanes and move around the track. So, you know, the top of three and four has become a really good uh, place to run, you know, especially if your car's a little, a little loose. So, um, you know, it just depends, but I think that honestly you can move around the track and it, it puts on a really good race with this package because you can draft up on guys, but also get some clean air in the corners so you can make a, a pass on someone. So I enjoy it. I think it brings out the best in this, uh, this arrow package. I mean, the restarts are crazy. So it's, it's fun. For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry.
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, covering the gamut of sports, and of course, sometimes we meander into the arts. I don't think 1950s pinup naked girls is art, Rick. That's fine. Speaking of art, <coughs> Gustav Stickley, American craftsman, a film which uh, opens in uh, two days. Uh, we're going to talk to the director of that film on the other side, Herb Stratford. Have you been to Stratford-upon-Avon? Not Avon. Avon was the stuff they used to sell door-to-door. Avon, the RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company. All right. <clears throat> yeah, Avon, you know who used to come to door-to-door, too, is the Fuller Brush Man. I told this to somebody, and they laughed and laughed, and they didn't believe me. But it's true. A guy would come and ring your doorbell like on a Saturday morning, not Jehovah's Witness. And it was the Fuller Brush Man, and he would sell combs. And he'd have that blue thermaldehyde that you keep combs in in a bathroom. He had brushes and shaving equipment. And my dad always felt bad. It was always a guy who was like 60. And my dad felt bad for him. He'd always spend like 25 cents on a little black plastic comb just to make it worth the guy's while. Now, as aw shuck those moments are, I think my favorite ones in England, they told me about the bone and rag man. What? He would come by and check if he had any extra bones or rags. And I thought, why would anyone want any of those? And why would you have bones laying around? And the other one is check on your TV license. You know, the cop pulls you over, give you your license. In England, you have to have a license to own a TV. So they'd see the antenna on your house and they'd ring your doorbell and you'd have to show that you had a valid TV license for that year. Aren't foreign countries stupid? Oh my gosh, they all suck. Just kidding. I'm Piddle. Let's talk 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Tune in app. I heart you up. Stitch your app. CRN Digital Plus 2, Cable Radio Network Channel 2, and American Forces Radio Network, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Baseballstuffforcebyline.com. Emails Rick at sportsbyline.com. Twitter at Rick Tittle. Come on back. 
that, that meeting's starting at four. Can I get those projections? Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Karen, do these numbers look right to you? Like at Mia's research firm, to hit client deadlines, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, my air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, my air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, my heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key, so handsome, he's a genius. Welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the globe on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show director Herb Stratford. He has a new film called Gustav Stickley, American Craftsman. It opens in two days in virtual cinemas. This is from First Run Features. 
Herb, welcome to the show. First off, I know that you've made some shorts before. So for your first feature, was it stressful to get to 80 minutes or whatever? Or did you think, oh, finally, I don't have to cut everything out. I can put everything in. Well, no, that's a great question. Uh, you know, actually, we ended up with uh, about 25 hours worth of footage that we cut down to about 68 minutes. So we definitely didn't include everything. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for people who don't know the name Gustav Stickley, they know if they look... Like, I have a craftsman chair in my house right now that looks almost identical to one that he made in the year 1900. Why was this something that was not a, a fad? Why is it still just as modern and tasteful today? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. So Stickley was influenced, for those who don't know, he's pretty much considered the the founder of the American Arts and Crafts Movement. And, and the American Arts and Crafts Movement was an offshoot of the, of the English Arts and Crafts Movement, which really shined a light on craftsmen and on the, and the art of you know, making things by hand and really paying attention to the materials, to the wood, to the quality, you know, kind of like you think about the way that people used to be apprenticed, you know, to, to learn a trade. And so his furniture was built to last, and it was built to be handed down generation to generation. It was also kind of a comment against cheaply made factory, you know, kind of crappy furniture that was all the rage because of the, you know, the rise of the industrial revolution and how things could be made faster and cheaper. And he said, you know, this is, we should be making things, let's slow down and let's do things well. And what's also interesting about this is that these concepts that he was talking about between 1900 and, say, 1915, these are all back again. I mean, we're talking about do-it-yourself. We're talking about, an, you know, an attention, attention and appreciation for detail. We're talking about farm-to-table. We're talking about a lot of these issues that he was doing in the early, you know, years of, of the 1900s. And here we are, you know, doing them again. So I know he was born... Uh, his parents are from Germany, and he was born with the last name Stokel. So did he change it to Stickley to sound more anglicized and make it sound like he wasn't one of the Kaiser's boys? <laughs> well, you know, it, it, basically everything kind of went off the rails for, for him, you know, in World War One. So uh, it was... It was he, the name was you know changed before before we had a lot of that uh, that that German bias, but you know there was I think there was a lot of that going on in terms of the Americanization of, of you know names and, and folks wanting to to sound more you know anglicized and and so you know that did help people fit in and certainly you see that across all trades and all all activities. So um, this guy grows up in a, a huge family, and, and it's a lot of hard graft, and he starts off kind of in stonemasonry. But when the family moves to Pennsylvania, he gets to his uncle's chair factory. And so what was the, was it a light bulb that went over his head, or was he taking a lot of the influences and sort of making it his own? Well, I think what I think what we can see when we look at, at his story is that you know he found by being apprenticed, you know, at a young age, probably had an eighth grade education, you know, which was common at the time. It wasn't like everybody went to college or even right. like, you know the version of high school. But I think he found an appreciation for working with his hands, and he was very much uh, wanting to find something different than masonry. His father, who had abandoned the family, was a stonemason, so he knew that craft, but he didn't want to do that, and he wanted to do things that were that were different. And but yet. Yeah, still working with your hands so but then you can see through his life he was influenced you know he had he had a couple of trips to europe and that's when we think he was exposed to the to the english arts and crafts movement and he continually refined his design sense and what he was doing 
and then so in the early part of of, of the you know 1901-02, he he uh, you know exhibited some of this furniture, which was very clearly influenced by the English arts and crafts movement, and that's what sort of kicked it off. And really, then he had a whole slew of people you know competing with him, and once they saw how popular it was. His brothers, um, other companies around the country, started making furniture that was in the style of Stickley. And so you start to see, you know, other people jumping on the bandwagon, but he was the one that really kind of did the best job at it and really did the most beautiful work. In 1901, he went into publishing and uh, a monthly magazine called The Craftsman. And I like on the front of The Craftsman, if you look at it, it says, The life so short, the craft so long to learn. And it's written life. L-Y-F and learn L-E-R-N-E, almost like Chaucer or, or someone would, would spell it. Is that kind of a little ode to where it originated in England? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, there's definitely references there to the to the arts and crafts movement. And, you know, really trying to, to you know, say that just because you learn something doesn't mean, okay, I mastered it. You know, you're continuing to learn these skills. You're continuing to work and make them better. Um, and yeah, his magazine was, you know, it didn't have the kind of circulation that, say, House Beautiful might have had with a couple hundred thousand, you know, copies going out every month. But it was a very important publication in terms of it was going all over the country and it was getting into the hands of people everywhere. And it, he was really kind of a lifestyle entrepreneur. And, and you know, we think about somebody, uh, a, a current example of that might be, you know, Martha Stewart, right? You know, somebody who, who kind of helped tell people, this is the way you, you can live. And this is everything about that. And he was doing that. He was saying, here's plans to a house that you can have. And you should, this is how you should, you know, live. If you want to build a house, Here's a very efficient and, and, you know, smart way to live. Here's the furniture that should be in the house. Here's the pottery. Here's, you know, all these elements. And here's articles in my magazine that you can read about artists and about craftsmen. And this is what you should be reading. And so trying to kind of help train a, a newly emergent middle class in America into how to do things at a, at a better level, at a higher level than just buying, you know, garbage. <laughs> Very interesting. And then when he built Craftsman Farms in uh, Parsippany, uh, New Jersey, I almost kind of feel like this was like his Frank Lloyd Wright moment that he was going to design his own house, right? Well, yeah, it was a it was a big plan, and he ended up buying about you know six hundred acres in New Jersey because he was sort of headquartered in New York at that point, and he the plan was to make a school for boys and to teach uh, to teach the skills about you know how to make furniture and how to do all these things and sort of to put that education back into the system where you actually learn how to work with your hands, and that was something that he didn't ever fully realize that goal. They did build um, a couple of cottages and and a big log house there uh, that the family lived in for a number of years, but it was never actually opened as a school for kids. But it was sort of that, that pinnacle, that and the, and the department store that he built in Manhattan were kind of the peak of his career, and he was really coming into his own about these are all the worlds, these are all the, the spheres that he can influence, and, uh, and, and New Jersey was a big part of that. Last question for you. I know that at a certain point, the arts and crafts movement kind of took a fall, as a lot of things do, and then it came back strong. When did it come back? Was it the, the 80s, and why did it go away? Was it kind of the wacky like 1950s, 60s furniture when it went away? Well, how, when was the fall? 
So really what happened was he had sort of overextended himself uh, right prior to World War One, And, you know, um, economies always sort of go into a, into a scramble when you have global conflict. And, and so his furniture sort of fell out of fashion uh, in about 19, you know, 18, 19, 19, as we're getting into World War One. And when we came out of World War One, you know, he had, he had lost, he'd over leveraged. So he'd lost a lot of his things. And he continued until his death in, in 1942 to try and do things and to try and have an impact. But that moment had passed, and I think style had changed. So really the rebirth happened in the late 60s when the furniture was sort of rediscovered by academics. Uh, there was a, a very uh, you know, uh, an interesting exhibition at Princeton in the early 70s where people were like, hey, wait, this stuff is important, and, and the ideas behind this, this, this furniture and this movement to the American arts and crafts movement was actually had something to say, and, and maybe we should revisit that. So then in the 80s, there was a, a big surge when this furniture started showing up at auction houses like Sotheby's and Christie's, and people like Steven Spielberg and um, Barbara Streisand and different people were collecting this furniture, and all of a sudden it just exploded. And ever since then, it really hasn't gone away. And there's actually an annual conference every year in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, at the Grove Park Inn of aficionados of the arts and crafts movement. And, you know, a thousand people show up at this conference every year and, and they, you know, learn about the movement and there's new artisans making furniture in the style of. So this is not like a it's interesting. Once it came back, it hasn't left and it still resonates with people in a way. And you think about like bungalows and you think about, you know, the, the, the people always think of the Sears Craftsman bungalow, right? Well, that was the Craftsman was a name that Sears licensed from Sickly. And, you know, his bungalow designs were in the magazine. But you can go to almost any town in America and there are bungalow houses. And that is the legacy of the American arts and crafts movement is those houses. Pretty interesting. Just one real quick thing. I know that you personally, um, one of your passions is restoring historic theaters and you know, it's it's great to go into an AMC and have 16 different theaters. You can see what you want. But these theaters that we grew up in with the, the old little wooden rickety seats, I know I knew a couple of guys that were trying to save two in San Francisco that um, originated in the 1920s. How, how is that going for you, especially as now we watch so much stuff at home? How is that going for you? It's good. You know, we've worked in about 17 uh, different states around the country on different projects. And, you know, almost every small town, just like I just said about having bungalows, almost every town in America had a movie theater. You might have had three or four. Um, and so the idea that those that are still left still have life in them. And so it's important to try and figure out how to position those in the modern world, as you say, you know, we're watching specifically coming out of a pandemic, we're watching so much content at home. How do you keep those relevant? And I think it's all about the experience. And it's about the idea that, you know, this is America's architectural legacy. This is when when Hollywood actually was, you know, was setting the tone across the country pre television. And these buildings are so iconic and so important. And, and no, they probably, you know, it's a lot harder to compete with 16 screens when you whenever you show up, there's a movie starting within 10 minutes. Uh, but, you know, that experience of walking into a place that was built to showcase film, that's still really magical. And I think um, there's still going to be a place for that. I always think about the way that everybody thought vinyl was dead when CDs came out. And, well, vinyl is, is roaring back. And, and, it's you know, there's still people that love vinyl. And I think that once we get sick of looking at content on our phones, we'll realize how important it is to get back into the theater. And that'll be a lot easier once we're, once we're past COVID. But these buildings are really important, and uh, we're, we're lucky that there's still a number of them here. We've lost a lot, but there's still a number that can be saved or are you know, being used right now. 
Yeah, no doubt in Oakland, the Grand Lake and the Paramount, they still have the old mighty Wurlitzer organ in it. And uh, yes. it's cool that those things stick around. We have been speaking with Herb Stratford, the director of the film Gustav Stickley, American Craftsman. And it opens in two days, March 5th, in virtual cinemas from first-run features. Herb, thanks for the chat. Congratulations on the show. And hopefully we'll catch up in the future. All right. Thanks so much. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline USA. struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Matthew. Oh, oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 
That's 800-846-2153. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla? Is that what you're telling me? This is the only sports talk show that features a Rhodes Scholar, but he ain't here today. Now, back to Rick Tittle. Thank you, and welcome back to the show. Coming up in the next segment, we'll speak to Larry Olmsted, his new book, Fans. Check that out. Uh, open lines, 1-800-878-PLAY. <clears throat> you know, in um, the world today, we worry about attention spans and Apparently, the attention span has gone way down. We want everything in front of our face at all times. As Ronnie Chang said, you know, we go from the, the TV to the phone to the iPhone. It's like something must be in front of our face. Amazon, put it in my mouth. I only want one pen, and I want it now. Hurry up. Bring it to my house. On CBS Sports, something that has been there for a while, and I didn't know what it was. But like on there, if you click on an article, there's a bunch of articles on the side. It tells you how many minutes it takes to read it. Like two minute read, six minute read, one minute read, three, eight, three, one, nineteen, two. That means somebody would look at those and go, "Oh, I don't want to click on that. How long is that thing to read?" Wow. It's like, I don't have time. I don't have time to read it. It says six minutes. All right, let's let's go to those phone lines. Robert is in Michigan. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you, Rick? Sun shining bright out there in Oakland, California. Uh, it's a little overcast, but can't complain. Okay, very good. All right. Hey, uh, can I just kind of continue a little bit on the... Uh, on your last segment when you were talking about Americana a bit with the furniture and uh, I'll, I'll jump yeah. to another sports topic quickly but I sent you an email last week about Cranbrook which was a uh, also has an arts and crafts academy that a little yeah, bit later in 1920s yeah and that is still uh, ongoing today as a high highly world class uh Art school and furniture builders and whatnot. But anyway, I like how I like how you're you're proud of your area. It's cool. People should be proud of where they're from. Well, Detroit, you can have three blocks where it's world class, and you got three blocks where it could be the third world. I've heard it said that way. Yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds like Oakland too. Yeah, but but I've always managed, and I always I like the I like the swag about everything. So I'm okay sure. with it. I'm old now, so I'm. It's all good to me. Sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, 
you know, I'm big on college basketball. I was just wondering if you've uh, seen this young man from Southern California, Evan Mobley. Kind of looks I, like George Gervin. I, I, I'm not. I'm not proud of this, but I got to be honest with you because if I wasn't, you'd see right through me anyway. But I really don't start paying attention to college basketball until March, and here we are, March third, okay. and I still can't answer that question. So <laughs> uh-huh. I need okay. to uh, once oh, the, once the once the tourneys start going, I'll I'll yeah. I'll get more into it. <clears throat> All right, good, good. Well, I'm into it. We got the small college tournaments have started, and I went to a small college, so I've I've already been. I've been watching all where, year. Where did, I went to a less, small college anyway. school. Where, where did you go? Uh, Oakland University. Oh, that's right. You went to it's Oakland. In, uh, okay, yeah, there's area. been some players yeah. coming through. They usually make March Madness one way or the other. Well, they're in the final four of their own Horizon League conference, so there's a chance. But anyways, but then you, you talk about NBA basketball, Rick. Yes. Going way back when I was young, because that's when I was – you know, a teenager reading Sports Illustrated and watching basketball. Golden State had a uniform that said "City," kind of in a circle on the on the chest. Right. Right. But is there a real reason why they weren't called the San Francisco Warriors or the well, they, Warriors? Well, they were. They were originally. Is there some and legal it thing says, about it? It actually said. They were originally, but actually said the city, and that's because in the Bay Area, not unlike other places in America, like I know in New York too, but in in the Bay Area, you say the city, we still say today to mean San Francisco, but they had a harebrained idea that they were going to be more of a barnstorming team, and they were going to play in lots of different cities, and so they said, we we don't want to call ourselves San Francisco or Oakland because we're going to be playing in San Jose and Sacramento and Redding and Fresno. And so that was actually the thinking in the beginning. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting concept. So uh, also in a little Americana, yesterday I was uh, listening to your uh, sailing show. And Karen talks a lot about the America's Cup and all of that. And I remember, like going back... Reading Sports Illustrated and all that, the America's Cup was in Rhode Island. And I remember the guys would wear like the sailors would be on those boats and they'd have this, you know, a whole tube of chapstick on their face and everything, you know, like. <laughs> but, <laughs> but is it ever going to come back to Rhode Island? Is there is, there, is that over? Because I think well, that's a, they, a major part of Americana, really, because it had a hundred years in America, or maybe more, in, in Rhode Island. As the um, port. Remember, the country has to win the America's Cup, and then whatever, four years later, you get to defend it. So that was because the racing club was, I believe, in Newport, Rhode Island. And so that yeah. was their home turf. So you have to win it, be part of that club. Like if they had won it this time, in the United States, I believe it would have had to have been uh, somewhere in New York because it was part of the New York Yacht Club. So you'd have to win it, wait four years, and then you get to have it on your own turf, so to speak. All right. Okay. All right, Rob. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks Rick. for the call, Matt. Hey, I appreciate it. That's Alrighty. Robert out there in Michigan. And we got to run to a quick break, but. Uh, We'll have lines available after our next guest. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second on Sports Black.
Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. Uh, I feel bad about that now, but welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and border to border and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Larry Olmstead. And uh, Larry is here to uh, 
talk about his uh, new book, Fans. And uh, this is uh, something, well, let, I'll let you tell it to you, Larry, because when I say fans, that could be something uh, all in, 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 uh, in, in encompassing, or how do, you, uh, how do you describe it? Well, my book is about sports fans, uh, and the subtitle is How Watching Sports Makes Us Happier, Healthier, and More Understanding. And, you know, when you look at the spectator sports equation and, you know, most people in the world are sports fans, uh, it's a really big thing on par with religion as sort of a belief system in the world. But almost everything that has been written about it is about the athletes and the teams, yet, you know, 99.9% of the participants in this enterprise are fans. So I wanted to take a look at, at you know, what being a sports fan means. It's uh, it's funny because as as we know uh, as a sports fan, if my team wins or loses, it might affect my mood that day one way or the other. And in the NFL, of course, you got to chew on a loss for a week, and you can exult in a, a victory for a week. Did you find it sort of because of that when you went across different sports, it had uh, different uh, affectations on people? Well, yes. I mean, the nature of each sport is a little bit different, but the interesting thing, you know, is that when you think about it, in, in pretty much every sport, you know, only one team wins it all, whether it's the Super Bowl or the World Series or March Madness. So you would think that would leave a lot of disappointed people out there. But as one uh, sports psychologist said to me, if sports fans didn't have ways to cope, there wouldn't be any sports fans. And <laughs> what I discovered is that, you know, you talk about exalting for a week. Uh, the the highs from from success uh, are higher than the lows from losing are low. So you know, most teams in most sports over a long period are pretty average. But if your team is fifty fifty throughout your lifetime, you get a lot more out of the wins than you lose from the losses, and you still come out ahead. And when they do win the big game, you remember it. You know, forever. Uh, I grew up uh, in Queens, New York, as a Mets fan, and they won the World Series in 1986, and I remember that pretty vividly, but I don't remember anything about the 1990 or 1993 or 1996 season. So, you know, kind of for the losing, time he uh, heals all wounds, but for the winning, you know, it lasts forever, especially if, if you're a team like the Mets or the Cubs or the Jets that don't win a whole lot uh, that often. No doubt, and... I think about how sports can heal communities. You know, I immediately think of the Saints uh, winning the Super Bowl after Katrina. Um, a lot of people will say that just the Vegas Knights coming in and having a great first season helped kind of mend that horrifying shooting they had at the concert. I mean, it has, they always say the community needed it, and uh, not just in the pocketbook, but, but uh, mentally as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a, a, a pretty long chapter just on that post-traumatic healing power of sports. And it was my it turned out to be my favorite part of doing the book. And there's a lot of different topics. But this one really resonated with me because, um, you know, uh, I went to the 9-11 Museum and spoke to the curator there. And I once worked in the World Trade Center. So, you know, that kind of kind of uh, wow. hit home for me. But also, uh, the curator, interestingly, is from New Orleans. And he mentioned just what you said about, you know, the Saints and the impact they had post-Katrina. And obviously, you know, um, the kind of Mike Piazza home run in the first game back after 9-11 has become an iconic baseball moment. And this year, actually, it's the 20th anniversary. Uh, Major League Baseball has scheduled a, a Mets-Yankees uh, uh, interleague game for 9-11 to sort of commemorate that. 
But the mm. Vegas that you mentioned, you know, that's so recent. I was able to go out there and interview a lot of people from cab drivers to the mayor of Las Vegas, but especially um, victims who had either been shot or shot at. And, you know, when people tell you that they were afraid to leave their homes and the Golden Knights were what got them out and put their life back in order, and you hear this over and over, you can't help but think it's not just entertainment. It's not frivolous. It's it's a vital part of our lives. And that really hit home for me. I mean, there's no doubt that Vegas needed the Knights. A couple more questions for Larry Olmstead, the new book, Fans, How Watching Sports Makes Us Happier, Healthier, and More Understanding. It's available brand new from Algonquin Books. I read a, I'm a big soccer fan, and I read a book years ago um, about a guy who, infl- it was called uh, Among the Thugs, uh, Bill Buford mm-hmm. was the author, and, yep, and he infiltrated it. a Manchester United firm or gang, and it's basically at the end of the uh, book, he came up with a synopsis that a lot of these people, the only way they feel that they're alive is if their flesh is burning, and the only thing that they can ally themselves to are these teams or in the World Cup to put up the cross of St. George or something, that this is their full identity because everything else they have, they have no use for. Yeah, I mean, I do think, you know, the European soccer at the uh, the ultras, the kind of high end of the of the fans is, is a little bit unique because uh, they're so solely devoted to that, whereas most of the mm-hmm. sports fans I've talked to in the U.S. follow multiple teams and multiple sports. Right. And, you know, one study done showed the average is around five different teams uh, or in usually in multiple sports that the average fan follows. Um, but what you said about the identity is very true. As a psychologist explained it to me, the team literally becomes, you know, part of your identity, which is why sports has been able to enact so much social progress. The civil rights movement and Jackie Robinson, you know, if you're a Dodgers fan and you're racist and suddenly, you know, they draft the first black player, well, your choice is to stop being a Dodgers fan or accept that. And for most people, um, you know, the Dodgers having become a part of their personality makes it you know, basically impossible for them to, to, to cut loose. So instead, they accept it and move on and become better people. And that's why sports has a long track record of, so, of enacting social progress. One of my college professors was Dr. Harry Edwards, who was behind the Tommy Smith, John Carlos, Black Glove um, pre- you know, celebration, if you mm-hmm. like, uh, protest at the Mexico City Olympics, and then you bring it all away, you know, today with with Colin Kaepernick and the NBA. Now you got to the point with BLM where you could actually write any social message, uh, social justice message on your uniform um, that you wanted. We know that in Europe with the uh, racism, which is much worse over there, they've tried so many different campaigns. And in England, it's kick racism into touch. In Germany, they had mein Freund is Auslander. You know, foreigners are my friends. How is it? Because still to this day, you will have people who will say, even Zlatan Ibrahimovic about LeBron James, mm-hmm. stick, stick to sports. We're, we're watching sports to get away from politics, but you can't get away from it. So how do you think that works with the fans? Well, first of all, I'm glad you said his name because I can't. I, <laughs> um, but um, 
But, uh, you know, it's interesting to me because entertainers and athletes are entertainers in other fields, in music, in Hollywood, have a long history of political activism. Um, but for some reason, we've always had this here that, oh, yeah, you know, the athletes should stick to, to sports. And I think it's a little demeaning. But also, you know, the incidents going back, there have always been individual activists like Muhammad Ali, like uh, uh, John Carlos and uh, Tommy Smith, but they didn't have social media, so they had to rely on the news to kind of accurately report their sentiments to reach the fans. Uh, now the social media has changed that dramatically, but the real watershed is the teams themselves, the owners, the leagues, the management getting involved, which is a very, very new phenomena. Um, you know, in the NFL, the NFL committing whatever two hundred fifty or two hundred sixty million dollars to combating systemic racism, and the on-field messaging, the on-uniform messaging. Um, you know, if you watch the the Super Bowl, uh, which I'm sure you did, it was almost like the announcers were getting paid for every time they could use the words unity and community in the broadcast. And and I think that that's that's a big change that you know the leagues have tried to to stay out of the the discussion, and now they realize that they just can't. You know, what I think is is cool is that you did a finding that I love, and that is that college students who follow sports on uh, on average have a higher GPA, better grad rates higher incomes after they get out of school. I know when I played college football during the season, when I had no time on my hands, I got better grades than when I wasn't playing and I would loaf around. And I don't know what it is, but I like the fact that, you know, because a lot of times they'll say, you know, concentrate on your studies, turn that game off. Uh, Well, it's all about budgeting your time. And to me, I think if you're following a team, it keeps your mind I don't want to say more cognitively sharp, but you're just you've just got more interest. To me, it, it keeps your mind a little bit more active. Is what did you find with that? Yeah, well, there's two there's two things at play there. I mean, first of all, you know, college for people, especially the non-athletes, you know, it, it, it's a hard adjustment for most people. It's often the first times in their lives they're going out, you know, and being on their own in a new community with new with you know away from their friends, and sports fans, you know, one of the things that being a sports fan has been proven to do is to make you happier and feel more connected to people around you. So that in itself makes you better able to deal with the college experience. The more satisfied you are, happier you are, the, you're going to get better grades. And then some of the other things are self-fulfilling. Like you get better grades, you're going to probably get a better job. Um, but the cognitive part of it, you know, that applies not just to college students. Yeah, there's been research shown that, you know, following sports is mental exercise, not different to me than doing crossword puzzles or Sudoku. And especially now, I mean, when I, when I grew up, you know, following baseball, we just knew about ERA and batting average. And, you know, then Moneyball comes along and these sabermetrics. And, you know, there's, there's, I, you know, there's all these stats and the defenses in football and basketball have gotten so complicated. You have to be sort of a student to follow the game well. Last question for you, and this is the most recent. Um, what during COVID-19 where everything shut down and all of our plans stopped and yet if you're healthy you can't really complain through this monotony but I mean sports I've never watched so many NBA and NHL games Uh, I took it for granted I mean sports has really helped during this pandemic 
I totally agree, and I hear that anecdotally from a lot of the people I talk to, and I get emails. I, just like what you said, I've never watched so much sports, yet the ratings have been sort of mixed. MLB was up, WNBA was up a lot, football was down. Um, I think the big thing, you know, the two things is we had this long gap without any sports, so the people who were used to sports really missed this, but also... Everybody was sort of stuck at home, and you can only binge, you know, so much Netflix. Uh, sports also has, you know, an immediacy, and it's it's a live event. It's unscripted, so it's different experience than just watching, you know, endless movies or endless TV shows because you know it's it's new every time. So I think it played a really big role, and I think as people. Um, you know, see fans returning to the games through their TV, that's part of what builds the community of feeling like you're part of something, you know, because most people watch sports on TV. That's Larry Olmsted, the award-winning journalist. His new book just came out yesterday from Algonquin Books. It's called Fans, How Watching Sports Makes Us Happier, Healthier, and More Understanding. Congratulations on the book, Larry. It sounds uh, fascinating. Uh, Hopefully we'll catch up down the road. Yeah, thank you very much. Anytime. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Byline. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, 
Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800 760 1845. 800 760 1845. That's 800 760 1845. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny. All right, uh, thank you. <laughs> we got a couple minutes left. Vince and Lafayette, go quick, buddy. What's up? You know, I just want to let you know that you were right. He was in the All Star, and he did get selected on the All Star that year. So I, I just want to correct it that I was uh, officially wrong. Yeah, I'm it. I'm wrong all the time. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to let you know that. But okay. I still think it was a horrible signing. And I he did get a He's, goal the other day. I did, well, yeah, I he did. Him. It made you mad. Yeah, but I still think it's <laughs> a horrible thing that we don't have Pavelski. And that, that's why I'm so mad. I'm more schemed about anything because Pavelski was probably my second favorite player behind Joe Thornton. But, you know, Thornton is, is the Big end of Joe, his career little now. Joe, that's right. Yeah, I love And that's why I'm still really upset because i was really mad because that was the deal if they signed him we lost pavelski yeah so i'm still I'm mad about still the canseco mad. trade yeah that was, <laughs> that was <laughs> the canseco trade that was one of the worst trades i think I, i'm not mm. even sure what's worse the carlson or the, or the canseco i mean but we got nothing and we i mean well that, listen one's a free agent signing one's a trade so it's all right. i know and donaldson remember that trade you know all-star uh third base we got nothing for him Absolutely nothing. That's oh, you, you mean Brett Laurie didn't become MVP like Josh Donaldson? <laughs> hey, Vince, thanks <laughs> for the call, man. I appreciate it. I got to run, though. And I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. pack time for another live edition of Titillating Sports. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.